Hi, welcome to our podcast, Like Jasper. My name is Sarah Calvin, and I'm your host, along with my fabulous cousin, Brittany Gonzalez. Our podcast comes from a scripture found in Revelations 4.3, where in John's vision, he attempts to describe the indescribable image of Christ and says he is like Jasper. Our hope is to be more like him daily and come alongside of you to encourage and build you up in your faith. Join us on today's episode of Like Jasper. Hello? <laughs> we said it at the same time. Hello? <laughs> oh, hi. Hello. So, this is probably going to be another hodgepodge, which, by the way, full disclaimer, I had a friend who told me what hodgepodge was, and they do know. In fact, they do know what a hodgepodge is, and it is a real word, and it is a mixing together of just things, right? Yeah. But the, but the, the, the topic kind of at hand is like guilt, shame, mom guilt being um, sort of paramount for Sarah. <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, yeah, for sure. So we, we have talked about doing guilt and shame um, for a while now and have just not really found the right words or the right time because there's so much to talk about with it. As with every subject, it seems like we can't, we can't really seem to just give it to you in a short version. We gotta, we gotta <laughs> draw it out. But because I feel like I'm actually a, a person of few words. I don't, yeah. I don't <laughs> and yet when I get on here, I'm not. <laughs> I think that's just because it's the Holy Spirit. And so we, we want to just keep in kind with that because we know that if anything we say touches you, it's definitely not us because, yeah. well, you probably have noticed how we are at this point. Um, but yeah, Sh- guilt and shame for me is something that I, um, again, coming back to the idea that I, I do that for myself uh, a lot, <laughs> especially as a mom, I think that I, um, just beat up and, and put this heavy, um, burden on myself that is never God's intent for us to do, especially as moms. So, um, I know that we haven't really gone over again, but do you, is there, you know, you know, to interrupt me if there's anything you well, want. I was just going to say like, um, is, is shame and guilt comes from all areas, not just from parenthood. Of course, oh, like yeah. as, as moms ourselves, like that is something we beat ourselves up with. And that's a common one for us, but really everything I, I were going to share today, I believe would work for any areas of life that you are feeling shame or guilt, whether it's from your past um, you're ashamed or you're guilty and you're feeling the weight of that. Um, and you haven't released that over to God because you, you shouldn't have, you're not carrying that. Like if you have surrendered and you're a child of God and you're a believer, that sh- shame and guilt is no longer yours to carry. You do not have to carry that. And, and if you're continuing to carry it, you know, hopefully this will inspire you to, to release that over to God. But of course, through parenthood, through, um, through whether your marriage you're feeling like oh I should do this he deserves that or she deserves this or whatever through that as well yeah I 100% agree that they'll be we'll be talking about mom guilt there I'm sure there's dad guilt too and just whatever guilt and shame that comes and it isn't just specific to that so I'm really glad you made that point the things that 
that I feel like the Lord revealed to me about guilt and shame initially is that the, the first thing is that there really are rooted, you know, in pride because mm-hmm. I'm going to read Proverbs 11, two says when pride comes, then comes shame but with the lowly is wisdom. And I think about Adam and Eve in the garden. Like every time I think about shame, I think about the word nakedness. I know that that's kind of like obscene to say, but in, in the, in the sense that there's this raw vulnerability that comes with shame that you try to cover and Mm -hmm. stuff and, and cloak, you know, and hide. And I think about, um, Adam and Eve in the garden, to me, the very first sin was pride because they thought that they could just, you know, do it on their own. If they had only said to God, well, you know, when Satan's tempting them, that they had only said, well, let me just ask God, what he, what did he say? Let me see what he says. We would be living a different life, but instead they were prideful about their choices and about what they did. And, and then directly after the fall, shame, that's yeah. sort of the first thing that you see. They're naked and all of a sudden they realize they are just like bare to the world and there's this shame and they try to cover themselves um and and then the first thing we see god doing is he covers them right like he Mm -hmm. actually said you know well he does a lot of things there but one of the things and that to me what is a picture of jesus like he you know is covering that i shouldn't say that's a picture of jesus per se because jesus actually removes it right but that Mm -hmm. that loving you and taking care of you despite your immense fall. Like that fall was, you know, the the drop heard around the world. Like that was the beginning of all of our cursed and, and just, uh, you know, the world that we know. We've never known yeah. the world that Adam and Eve knew without shame and without guilt. And so it just brings me back to the fact that pride is really a big part because even in mom guilt, right. I've assumed that I am responsible for all things. My actions dictate all things and my mistakes, uh, create all the problems, right? Yeah. Well, where's God in that? And whose children are these, you know, and and that, like you said, that's not just for parenthood guilt, that's for all things, but it really comes back to a thing of pride in my mind. That's where my mind goes. Where does your, yeah, I think definitely that it comes back to pride, but, um, sense of like, this is, this is what I imagine it should be like. This is what I think it should be like. If I only did this, then this is going to be like, and it all comes back to me, me, me. Mm -hmm. Like I need to do this. I need to do that. And it's not rooted in Christ um, where that freedom of removing that shame and that guilt is no longer, it's not, you, you don't need to carry that. And you, and you, you know, we keep saying shame and guilt. And I do think that the list, sometimes we use those words interchangeably, but they really are two different things. Yeah. You know, guilt and shame, like 
what how would you I kind of have in my mind how I would differentiate the two but do you have like I wanted to put you on the spot again what do you think the difference between <laughs> guilt you know you know you like that guilt and shame <laughs> what do you think that what do you think the difference um, is well that's a good question I guess I would say that guilt is kind of a response to something you did or didn't do whereas shame maybe is something how um like you internalize it how you feel about something yeah that's good that's good stuff I think about guilt and shame and the difference is like guilt is the sentence pronounced over you for (laughs) the the it's the penalty right like you're guilty or you're innocent okay but because of your guilt or your innocence the shame is something that engulfs you like it's like this it, it is this sort of um no matter you know no matter what the guilt like even after you are like let's say you serve time in prison and you're done the shame of your guilt still weighs on you right like you've already paid the penalty yeah, that's what I'm saying. like they internalize how you yes yes and I thought that was so good how you said internalize that really I I think and the, and the- guilt I would say is definitely more outwardly yeah like like everybody can see your guilt whereas your shame I do think is something that you and what the probably the biggest reason I wanted to do this podcast is for this statement shame is something that keeps you it perpetually keeps you in a cycle of sin because it mm-hmm. isolates you, it makes you believe lies, and it will not allow you to go to the one who can set you free. So this, yeah. and that's why it's also rooted in pride, because it blocks you off from the forgiveness and the freedom that comes from Christ. Like if today I literally lied to 10 people, am I guilty of being a liar? Yep. But the shame of that could consume me to the point where I don't go to Christ and say, God, I just lied to so many people because, because of this, this, and this, you know, like I, I couldn't do the right thing here and come to him and let him, first of all, absolve, like take that guilt that he Mm -hmm. paid for already and then wash the shame off. I think of that as like the muck and the dirt, like the guilt is the gavel coming down, but the shame is this hiding and like you said internalizing and and putting it in a dark corner and it keeps you in the cycle when I say a cycle of sin I also mean just this cycle of bondage like you cannot get out you're on a hamster wheel because you're ashamed and the enemy loves that he loves to keep you full of shame um, and, and the words that came for the, the definition of shame were dishonor, disgrace, despise. And mm-hmm. um, those are words that are like heavy, I would say. Heavy to dishonor, <laughs> to disgrace, despise. Like those are not, those are not just, I don't like you. I, you know, you embarrassed me. That's like big, you know, and that level of heaviness uh, keeps you in that cycle. It's like a boulder on your back. You just keep rolling it around, you know? Um, Yeah, absolutely. I think that shame is something that we hide, whereas guilt is a little bit more like obvious. It's seen to others mm -hmm. and we might might be quicker to confess something we're, we're guilty of, 
but shame is something we continue to stifle and hide. And um, even to ourselves, we kind of lie to ourselves about it. Like, oh, no, 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 no. Right. Whereas, but again, I go back to Christ died for that. So if you are a believer, that's not yours to carry. And if you're not a believer, it's also not yours to carry. You could surrender it to the Lord, um, you know, completely, fully and wholly over to the Lord. Yeah. And I think, you know, going back to the nakedness, I think about whenever Noah's son saw him um, naked right mm -hmm. and his yep. son and his other two covered him and then noah ends up cursing not yes. his son but his grandson and all their the entire like so, yeah yeah so with with shame comes this this idea of a curse like this perpetuation right. of whatever is cause whatever guilt Mm -hmm. that and and here's the thing too sometimes the guilt that that verdict is real but but even if it is and a lot of times it's not but even if it is like you just said Jesus already paid for that so let's give it over let's hand it over and let's let that shame be you know washed off of us too um because that's what Christ ultimately wants. He wants you to walk in freedom, not in darkness. And the enemy wants you to hide in dark corners, which I know we've talked about at length here, but I think about it. I'm going to just kind of go to the parenting thing because you and I have talked so much and prayed so much over our children and, yeah. and, and God has, set us free from so many of the things that we've been ashamed of in our parenting walk and the way that we've done or chosen to handle things. Um, but that still tries to creep up probably. Every day. Yeah. I was going <laughs> to say probably every day because I very often will lay in my bed at night, beating myself up. I should have done this. I should have done yes. that. Or I shouldn't have done this. Shouldn't have. Sometimes I'll go to bed just fine, but then wake up in the middle of the night, can't fall back to sleep and start beating myself up too. Like the enemy just loves to come in and torment you. It often happens when you're tired mm. or. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Which if you're a mom or a dad, you're tired. Just so you know. Yeah. All the time. <laughs> yeah. It's like every day you're tired. Um <laughs> And you try, and this is what I just want to caution the listeners against too, is that, um, oh, by the way, Sarah and I said we wanted to mention this and then we forgot, but you know, as we're doing this podcast, we want everybody to know that the things that the Lord is sharing and that we're talking about and we're, you know, bringing to you, he's also using to set us free day by day and remind us, Hey, remember when you talked about this, you need to live that you need to walk that out. And, and it, we're growing through this podcast if you're growing at all, no, we're growing even more, even though we happen to be the hostesses of it. Um, hostesses. <laughs> yeah, hostesses. Really, the Holy Spirit is doing this. And it's it's something yeah. that is a, as much for our walk as it is for yours. And we just wanted yeah, to make sure. Like we're over here like, oh, we have all the answers. And here's what you need to do. This is what we do. And, you know, we're fabulous. Yeah, we are so wonderful. I mean, there is. I feel like God teaches us these things and we're able to share it and then because of everything that we're personally learning through it when these things like this particular week I've been dealing with a lot of anxiety and just feeling very overwhelmed mm -hmm. you know quite 
honestly paralyzed with the most mundane things. Like I feel like I cannot respond to a text message right now to save a life because it brings me so much anxiety because I have to sit down and think through like wording all the things. Right. And, and the Lord keeps bringing back over and over and over again to my mind and my heart, the podcast that we did on anxiety and being that you can't have anxiety and thankfulness and, and it takes up the same spot in your brain. It's producing the same. And so I keep having to practice that. So we're definitely practicing over here. Like the Lord is oh, revealing yeah. to us. And it's been the sweetest thing to be able to practice that, but also very hard. So yes. Yeah. And I think that's because, you know, you, oh, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. I don't no, no, no. I'm just saying, I'm definitely backing that up. Like we are not professionals. We're just sharing what the Lord is revealing to us. And we are learning and living it too. <laughs> yes. And when we mean alongside you, we know that you can't talk back here, but we are trying to be as active as we can with like posts and polls and things to get your feedback because we truly, this is such a labor of love in the Lord for us that we, we have, we're like, oh my goodness, when he reveals this to us, we just want to bring it to you because we want to share our hard things and not pretend like we do like Sarah's just saying right now she's really walking through a season of of anxiety and things that are hard for her texting back like I'm so glad you said that because I just think especially talking about guilt and shame you know that have you to think oh you're doing a podcast about this kind of thing and you can't even text somebody back you know what I mean like that's the way he talks to us and it's easy to believe it's easy to believe but God came that we could be free from that and actively walking in it you know anytime you step out in faith and do something for God you're gonna have these attacks you're going to have these things that come up and and it's really a blessing because you do get to practice it and therefore you get to share with others hey I get you I get that I do it too um, right and that's oh yeah 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 that actually brings me to um to Romans 8 1 and 2 which says therefore there is no condemnation mm. for those who are in Christ Jesus because though because though Christ Jesus, the law of the spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death, right? We are no longer in condemnation. We don't carry the burden of shame and guilt because we are in Christ Jesus. I'm just paraphrasing this again, <laughs> by the way. No, um, that is so good. That, that no condemnation. I, yeah. And what's so cool. I just looked this up if, right before we signed on to the podcast. I didn't know this, but it's just is so cool to me um, that that word in that in that particular scripture the word life the original translation um means to um to enjoy real life to have true life and a work um that is worthy of the name mm. to be active and blessed endless in the kingdom of god mm. in a, um a, the manner of living and acting having or living water is mm. another translation that right <laughs> and having vital power in itself exerting the same upon the soul um to feel fresh strong and efficient and to be active powerful um and that was like whoa to me because that's the life that he came mm -hmm. right that, that 
there's no condemnation in Christ Jesus because through Christ Jesus, the law of the spirit who gives a, gives life has set us free. So that life, that's what that literally translates out to be. And that's so amazing to me. Like that right there is the complete freedom yeah. that we get to see through Christ. Yeah. And, and, and the shame is like this dirty blanket that the enemy and your own flesh wants to throw back over you. And it's like, mm-hmm. and I think about that, the filthy rags and stuff that brings me to revelation three eighteen, And it says, I advise you to buy from me talking about God gold mm-hmm. refined by fire so that you may become rich and white garments that you may, that you may clothe yourself and the shame of your nakedness will not be revealed. And I sab to apply to your eyes so that you may see. And and this is talking about, you know, I I to me it's talking, I mean, of course, there's lots of things in Revelation that it's talking about, but when we yeah. try to take our shame or our guilt that that has happened and we try to um you know let the world make it better, let our, our, anything that's not of Christ, then we just come up back in that cycle. But he's saying, come to me and let me give you, you know, at that, we all know gold is something that is precious and dear, but it says here refined by fire. And then it says garments of white. That's what he wants for you to cover your shame of your nakedness. Like God never made any bones about the fact that we were sinners that needed him. But once we have him inside of us, he also makes no bones about telling you who you are in Christ. And I think about that. There's no condemnation. So don't entertain this dirty rag when Jesus has white garments for you, you know, open up your eyes, let his eye salve come on so that you can see who you are in Christ instead of, you know, this, what we do. You're not. Yeah, who you're not, who are you not in Christ? And you are not a person that has to wear shame. You don't have to have this raw vulnerability to the world. You have the armor of God to protect you. You have, you know, this, I don't know. It's, it's such a freedom that comes from that, that you and I have to daily, um, when it's the things we're responsible for, which is why I said our children and our families and stuff, we have to daily come and be like, did I pick up these dirty rags and put them on me? Because, you know, Alyssa and Felix, they're not yours and Brian's jet Lucy Ruby. They're not mine and Freddie's like, those are gifts. It says that the children are a blessing from the Lord. Like those are his children. And And he knew who he was giving them to. So I can go ahead and set my pride aside and know that like, God knows who I am. He knows my mistakes before I make them. He knows how he, I truly believe he knows how he wants to use my mistakes to refine my children as gold in fire. I, I, I have to believe that because that sets aside myself and says, okay, God, I'm, I'm going to cover my children in prayer because I stumble every day to be the parent I want to be every day, every day. I feel like I could have done that better. And the truth is that I can, but for your grace, my children will be better for it. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. 
and living that side of the fact that I'm not saying I didn't make a mistake. I'm not trying to have you lie to yourself and say that you, you know, you, you didn't mess up, but, but let his grace wrap Mm -hmm. itself around you really give yourself the blessing of receiving his grace. He gave you grace for grace sake. That's like giving a gift to give a gift. I want you to have this gift for the gift. You know, yeah. I want you to have this grace and we don't want to receive grace. We want to receive shame. Yeah. And yeah. And he doesn't Absolutely. want that for you. And it's a daily practice. Like you said, an active practice of, of, of doing that. Um, yeah. And that actually made me think the the garment that you're talking about, the beautiful thing that actually made me think about um, in Isaiah, where it says the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, oh, yes. right? the spirit of heaviness of guilt, of shame and all that. Whereas God removed that. And we have received these new beautiful garments and we could just praise and rejoice in them because they're light and they're, the yoke is easy yes. and don't have to, to carry that at all. Like that's gone. That's done. Um, and yet, for some reason, we continue to <laughs> to beat ourselves up. Yeah, we have to do that. You and me have to do this every day. You just said sometimes yeah. you wake up. I wake up in the middle of the night. Um, I think for, for our listeners, too, what's been a big thing for me is making sure my children know that I know I made a mistake. Because right. then they are given the blessing of being the opportunity to give me grace. If we just go around and make everything right and fix everything and never say, Hey, I should not have done that. And I'll tell you why I shouldn't have done that and why I did. And I ask your forgiveness. You know, I did that because that was my, and when I say we talked about this thing with forgiveness, I don't mean going and blaming them. I mean, saying what was the shortcoming in you and what way did God reveal that to you? Like, Hey, I just snapped at you because I've asked you 27,000 times to pick that up and you didn't. And then I lost my mind on you. And now you're looking at me as if I'm an alien and I lost my cool. And I should not have done that because no matter what you have done, I don't have to talk to you that way. I don't have to respond that way. But what I do have to do is I have to discipline you and I have to make sure that you obey because God gave me you and he wants me to discipline you and make sure that you are obedient and honoring so I did that the wrong way and now God has corrected me and I ask your forgiveness for that and then they are like my children show me so much grace yes (laughs) man yes that I really don't deserve and that's how they're a picture of Christ and that's another reason why they're a gift so I just encourage all of our moms and dads when you mess up, don't hold on to pride. Don't hold on to shame and guilt. Go and get the grace and say that you're sorry. Say that you messed up and that you know you messed up, you know? Yeah. Um, and what that does for them is allows them to heal and see Christ working in you. Pretending like you never made a mistake and they should just accept it. Well, that's just pride. And that's not, yeah. you know? Um yeah. Well, absolutely. And it's you're lying to yourself too. Yep. Um, you know, I should have done this or I did, you know, you're, you're beating yourself up. And of course we know from out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Mm-hmm. And so when you have to do a little heart check 
of, okay, well, what's in my heart that's making me believe these lies and beat myself up. And um, yes, okay, so I messed up. I apologize, but I'm not going to continue to walk in that shame and that guilt and, mm-hmm. and continue to believe the lies and speak the lies over myself because I am a child of God. I am worthy and I, you know, I am set free from this and I am not perfect. And that's why Christ died for us. We're not meant to be perfect. That's why we're growing in likeness of him every single day. It's a continual process. And that doesn't breed that idea of perfectionism in our children that like, well, I never see mom and dad mess up. You know, I'm, my children won't be saying that they won't be like, you know, (laughs) as I was a child, my mom was just so, and she just never messed up. I can't even think of a time to be like, oh no. And be like, this is what my mom and dad did, and I messed up because of it. (laughs) But really, though, um, when you think about the fact that they, um, you said you're you're really believing a lie. Well, anytime you believe a lie, you proclaim a lie, you align yourself with a lie, you've given authority to the enemy in your life, and he has no authority there. And so then you have to undo it. And that's the power of your words. That's why I'm really careful. And almost to like a, like, I don't let, um, like, I know a lot of parents and I'm not downing you guys. I'm not, I'm just asking you to think, okay. I just want you to think about this. But I'm very careful the words that I speak over my children. I know you are very diligent about that as well. Like, I don't call my kids brats. I don't call my kids, um, you know, you know how a lot of, a lot of parents, that is something that was brought up in their culture. Like you just, you just say Mm -hmm. it, you just call it like what it is, but I'm very careful not to, because then they assume that as their identity and it gives place to the enemy to make them feel as if there's something that doesn't align with Christ and we don't want to give power to the enemy. So when I, you know, when I do make a mistake and I do, um, sin and cause my children, it says, don't provoke your children to wrath. When I Mm -hmm. do do that, I, I make sure that I come not just before them, but before God, not because my, my sins aren't forgiven, but because I need to break off the curses that I've spoken out and the things that I've said over my children, you know, the accusations, because Jesus doesn't accuse the enemy accuses. And so if your parenting style is full of things like that, I would just really encourage you to get with God and ask him to help you to speak life over your children. Um, even when they're the most infuriating thing and they've been super disobedient and they have, really just sat on the last nerve that you have for the day. Um, Mm -hmm. Those children's identity can be shaped by the words that you speak over them and by the lies of the enemy, just about like who they are, you know, fundamentally. Like I say, I said these things, you don't listen. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now I'm pretty sure every parent has said that I I, I'm pretty sure actually in a day, if I were to tally that there wouldn't be a number high enough that you don't listen, but, but fundamentally I'm speaking a lie, you know, over, you know what I'm trying to say? Like over them, like you're, you're not a kid who, you didn't do that. You're, you're this, you're that instead of like, this wasn't, you 
are not making a choice that is, you know, whatever. Sometimes you just have to say stop. I'm not saying you have to give some long, eloquent speech to them to tell them to stop. I said stop. Why? Because I said, then go to God and ask him, how how can I discipline this? And how can I speak your truth? But keep them in line because make no mistake, God says that those who do not love discipline are stupid. He says that in Proverbs like a thousand times. Okay, so that's hyperbole. Remember, <laughs> remember how I said we yeah. do that as a family? That's an, right. That might be an exaggeration <laughs> as to the exact number. Please don't go look that up and call me a liar because it could be an exaggeration. But he really talks about loving wisdom and discipline and instruction. Yeah. Um, and he says he disciplines those he loves. So I, I'm, I'm. I guess I'm just speaking to the side of me that I know causes the shame, you know, like full circle, like when I do that, but also recognizing that if you have guilt about your parenting or whatever you're doing, take it to the Lord and ask him to reveal where you may have spoken things that weren't true out loud and you need to, you know, Mm -hmm. take them back and then speak truth over that and then come to your children too. Do you know? Yeah. Well, definitely. And and not just, well, definitely over your children. If you have spoken something over them, you know, just through anger, frustration, whatever, but also over yourself. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And I think about um, in Proverbs where it says, whoever guards his mouth and tongue keeps his soul from trouble. That's so important because, you know, sometimes we could be really good about not lashing out with our tongues towards other people. I struggle that a little bit more towards my own immediate family, right? But to others, family and friends, that's a little bit easier. But for myself, I will definitely beat myself up. And I will just say all the things towards myself like, oh, you're so dumb. Why would you do that? And I just beat myself up. And I often don't even realize it, Mm -hmm. but I do talk out loud and my kids hear me and they're saying, mom, why did you just say that you're dumb? Or why Yeah. And it's like, so not only am I speaking these things over myself, um, but oftentimes my kids even here. And I also thought about uh, Matthew in Matthew, it says a good man, a good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things and an evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things. Mm -hmm. And again, it goes back to, I kind of think about the last podcast when we're talking about the roots, right? You want those roots to be rooted in good beautiful things and to speak those and to have a pause right just like how we have to take every thought captive Mm -hmm. take those thoughts captives definitely before you start to speak them and i'm totally preaching to the choir over here because that is something i'm working on myself god's work i know god's work god will continue to work uh, with me on that i'm sure for a long time because i get so far and then i'm just like and, oh, yeah. <laughs> I, um, well, and also the scriptures, lots of scriptures that talk about how words are healing to the bones, mm-hmm. you know, pleasant words are like honeycombs and they, um, sweetness to the soul and help yeah. the bones. A gentle and, word turns away wrath. Uh-huh. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. There's all kinds. There's tons and tons of them, but <laughs> thousands, thousands and thousands <laughs> and thousands. Cause you can't just say thousands. It's gotta be like way exaggerated to make the point. <laughs> but for real though it it that speaking those words don't allow yourself to beat yourself up with shame and guilt if you recognize you've done something wrong bring it to the father lay it at his feet 
ask for forgiveness, go to those who you have wronged, even if it's just yourself and even forgive yourself. Especially if it's just yourself, I would say, because if you can't believe what you to that rooted by the way if you are listening if we did the rooted, here's a fun fact for us we are praying about the order of these things so there is a small chance that rooted will not come out before we do this podcast and if that's the case then just dismiss this but if it did <laughs> then we know that we kind of just cut that off but then we we prayed about it and talked about it and felt like rooted is going to be an ongoing thing because it's just so rooted in every part of Christianity like every part of our walk is is from the place of rooted we just kind of wanted to break that off but just like you know I'm only saying that because I do feel like the podcast sort of just like all right we're gonna come back and then just kidding we didn't come back we might come back later there might be another hey there could be a second one right now and we you we haven't even done it yet, but for this moment in time, if you listen to that podcast and it's there, just know it's a recurring theme and we are going to continue to touch on it, but we had other things we wanted to share and it does all tie in to being rooted. If you are rooted in guilt, shame is going to be your master. If you're rooted in pride, that is going to, you know, lord over you. And then your words will reflect that. And then this whole decay, like we, you know, it just... It, it just encompasses your your life in that way and like you said not just with your children with yourself with your friendships with your marriage with your job with I mean I just go back to our identity in general you know yeah. um yeah for sure yeah Get, unroot that like you know uproot it uproot all of those those areas of your life and you know, sometimes you could just take whatever time, whether it's 15 minutes or five hours, <laughs> but just focusing on one area and ask the Lord to reveal all the areas of that particular thing and, un- un- you know, uproot it. So I'm thinking of like, if there is an area of your life, whether it's parenthood, like we're talking about, you know, ask God to reveal all the roots that you have planted through believing different lies right or spoken different lies and ask God to reveal those and uproot them and then go to an area of your marriage or of your job or uh, whatever it may be there's so many different areas Mm -hmm. from all different angles but just go through them and ask the Lord to uproot them reveal show um, and speak truth there's no need to walk in condemnation because Christ died for that. It is dead. It is gone. And so there's no reason to be walking around with roots that are planted when they weren't even ever supposed to be planted. Mm-hmm. So allow the Lord to uproot those and walk free. Mm. That's so good. It's so good. And it's so um, practical. I, you know, the practical application of what you just said, like you just have to get alone and you, God will, and listen, it hurts. Okay. When he uproots something, it's like, we talked about one time, like if you pray for patience, he, I mean, I'm not saying that he hasn't just flooded me with patience before, but normally he just gives me something annoying and is like, are you going to listen to me? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Are you going to listen to me? Are you going to like lose your mind here? And unfortunately, most of the times I have lost my mind because 
that is something that God is working on. But when you pray to have something uprooted, uh, that hurts and it is not pretty. And we talked about that before, but it's okay to not be pretty and perfect and, and have everything together. That is not the point of Christianity. Christianity? Is that? That's, that's happening. Christianity. 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 That's a new word. Everybody, you're welcome. Christianity. Yeah, it's also very, it's worth it. You know, it's worth the journey yes. of pruning and, and, and pulling back those layers, so to speak, of all the areas in our lives that are not aligned with what scripture says and not set free. Yes. Where we shackled ourselves. And it brings death and decay. And I think about it like a detox because um, I haven't ever been um, addicted to drugs, but I have been addicted to food. And when I went on a health journey or am currently on a health journey, uh, I went through a detox. And when I tell mm -hmm. you that I was sick, 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 sick. And that's why a lot of us don't want to go through it. Like Sarah saying it's worth it. I'm saying the same thing because in the pulling up, in the detox, in the removing of decay, it feels, ugh. but it's because you're bringing life. And on the other side, you know, for me, there was three days I was on a, a liquid, like a protein liquid diet. And all of the, and let me tell you, I knew I was about to go on that. So do you know what I did? I ate all the pizza, all the chips, all the ice cream, all the soda, like whatever I could get my hands on. I'm like, Oh, I'm about to just be, yeah. yeah. I'm going to just binge on that. And then I paid oof, a heavy price, but, but when I came out three days later on the other side of just disgusting, I was so free. Uh, the sluggishness was gone. The, the, like these like cravings for sugar and things like that, you know? So when, when you do ask God to uproot these things that are inside of you, um, and you, shame being one of them, there is going to be a period of ugly, but it's worth it because the other side is so freeing that you'll like, you, you would be willing to do it over and over again so that you can have that freedom in every aspect of your life. And again, not putting that dirty garment back on that's not yours you know if you messed up today you messed up today you have a god who forgives mistakes not only does he forgive mistakes but he gives you the way out to do it better and then take that mistake and bless others by sharing it with them and then they grow and then their roots grow down deep so everything that the enemy wants you to be rooted in lies and death god wants to use for life and not just for you because you're not his only child he's got mm -hmm. so, thousands and thousands way more than that billions right of children that he wants to bless and so don't dwell on the mistake and the error and the curse and the shame and this dwell on what god's gonna do with that when you hand it over to him you know beauty for ashes um, yes absolutely yeah absolutely and uh just kind of thinking through it a little bit when you are like for me, my most vulnerable state of feeling guilt and shame is at night. Like I said, when I'm laying in bed at the end of the day and I'm thinking through how the day went, um, sometimes it hits me in the morning too. If I'm so exhausted at night and I wake up and then that heaviness, like, Oh man, I 
feel, wake up feeling like a failure, but I just wanted to, um, to kind of talk about a tangible, tangible way to, to work through this is to when those thoughts of feeling, when those feelings or thoughts of guilt or shame are creeping up to fight them with truth. Yes. You pull out scriptures of who God says you are. You are a child of God. You are his beloved. He died for you. He loves you. You are a precious jewel to him. Feed yourself with those instead for every single one that comes up, start fighting it with truth. And sometimes it's really hard to believe those, even if you are not quite at the point of believing those truths yet, it is still so important to speak those mm-hmm. and, and to fight it with that. I think about a little child who doesn't like vegetables. You, you give them a little vegetable. Okay. Well, just take a bite you know, and then the next day, okay, we'll take a bite, take a bite. Eventually that child's going to grow up. And I'm, I'm pretty sure most kids will eventually eat vegetables, right? (laughs) That bite, take that little hint of continue to fight it with the truth and take that little bite. Even if you're not there yet, it will sink in and it will become truth to you because it is truth. It is truth. But sometimes it's hard to believe. Yeah. And especially no matter how many times you've presented yourself with a lie, don't stop with just yeah. doing it one time. If you've said mm-hmm. out loud what a failure you are and how you can't get it right for 35 years, well, I'm going to need you to say the truth out loud for a good long while before it does take root because your mind, we, you know, we've talked about this with the mental health, your mind believes what you say. So that's scientific fact. You can change your reality by that. But then scriptural fact is that that word, your spoken word has actual power and you're giving the power back to yourself as a a child of God, but back into, Mm -hmm. um, the spiritual realm so that, you know, like you're speaking that out where you previously spoke death and now you're speaking life. So yeah, it might take your brain a minute to catch on, but I mean, I know that when I say things out loud that are true about me, immediately there's like a floodgate that breaks. Like when I say I am a child of God, I am loved. My father is King Jesus. Like when I say that, there's something inside that breaks because fundamentally we were created to say and to live that. And so, you know, give it a chance. If you, like I said, 30 something years of saying whatever you've been saying, doing whatever you've been doing, that's wrapping you in this shame. When you speak it out, you're beginning to break through and cut through and realign your life with truth. Yes, absolutely. That's so important. It's so important to, to speak it and believe it. But even if you can't believe it, keep speaking it, mm-hmm. keep speaking it. Yep. And eventually it'll follow. The believing it will follow. Um, oh, yep. And he's sweet like that. So yeah. And it is truth. And you have to remember that that is truth, right? Yep. Sometimes we're very quick to believe, oh, well, that's true for that person. That's true for that person. But it's not true for me because, mm-hmm. you know, we could say if because of X, Y, Z, you know, come up with all these reasons that in the enemy's trying to toil with us and, and all of that, but it is true for you. It is true for you. And through that, we also don't want to exalt ourselves like, Oh, I'm just so perfect either. Right. There's a way to 
walk in the freedom, still exalting the Lord, but also not beating yourself up, right? You don't need to have low self-esteem, but you um, don't esteem yourself. You're esteeming the Lord, but speaking the truth because the Lord is like he created the entire universe. You cannot get more incredible and loving and beautiful than him. And he, the king of the world says to you, you are beautiful. Mm -hmm. I love you. I I made you. you. I made you. I formed you. I chose you. you. I chose you. That's one of my favorite scriptures. I chose you. Yes, I chose you. I want you. I want not just a piece of you. I want all of you. You are worthy. You are my child, mm-hmm. right? Those are truths spoken to you and over you from God, the king of the entire world, the maker of the entire world. Mm-hmm. You know, he wants you believe those truths. Yeah. And don't, you know, the shame, like when I think about the thing, some of the things that I have to do for myself to believe it is like, I picture, and I've done this in, in, when I did children's church, you know, I picture, we would ask them, okay, I want you to picture a mountain. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so beautiful. You know, you, you start describing what the mountain looks like. Okay. Picture the, the coral reefs in the ocean and all the different sharks and all the different things. Then picture this and then picture you and realize that all of the things that I described that you know you could say are beautiful and wonderful and incredible and majestic and all of these things, yet none of those are created in his image, only you are. And he created you with your qualities and abilities to serve and to love and to humble yourself to be his child. And um, when you do that, and when you get in that active practice, there's not a lot of room for shame. Because I don't know, Sarah, I'll ask you this. When you're feeling the most shameful, have you been putting those things in practice? No. Yeah. And that's myself too. I, when I stop speaking truth over myself, when I've started to focus on the day, how I performed in the day, what my failures look like, how are we going to pay this bill? How are we going to get here? What are we going to do? Then all of a sudden there's this dirty rag that's sitting on my, my shoulders, like a cape, you know, like this terrible badge of dishonor. And it's because I've forgotten to say and do the things that God tells us to do, to declare, to spend that time with him. So yeah, whenever I'm not rest assured, shame's creeping at my door, guilt, pride, fear, uh, anxiety, depression, all of those things are coming my way to tempt me to give them power in my life. And God saying, Hey, let's put this in practice. Who are you? You are as beautiful as the most beautiful landscape, but better because you look like me. I created you to look like me. You are a reflection of me and I live in you. I don't live in a mountain. Like, I mean, he does because he's, you know what I mean? Like his spirit dwells. We are his temple. Um, You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And when you are like, oh, I should have done this. I'm a failure of this. It's all me, me, me. It's Mm -hmm. all inward focus, right? turn that focus shift it over to who yeah who we're not right but who is he he who he is and who he is through you what he's done through you and and not failures because of course we have failed and that is why we need a savior and 
we he we are worthy of being saved he wants us he he is he chose us yeah and in our weakness his strength is made perfect so just think i try to think like this my biggest mess up is like a showcase like you you want to see a showcase that's me like i try to say i'm a hot mess i'm gonna start calling myself a showcase like oh you saw that that's a showcase that's a showcase for christ like here it is here's the show like she is a broken vessel filled with the power of the holy spirit anointed called chosen Mm -hmm. beloved uh you know all of these things that's who i am is that easy to believe daily no but i i get in that practice and 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 if you that's what we want for you guys too is like okay so how do i get rid of mom guilt how do i get rid of how do i do this all of it comes back to who you are in christ and saying it out loud and abiding in him, spending that time with him so that your identity isn't rooted, rooted in your TikTok feed and who the latest person said, you know, about this, this or this. Like we spend our time. Oh, that was really loud. Um, uh, we, <laughs> we, but this is okay. It's technical difficulties that aren't my fault this time. <laughs> Anyways, um, they, you know, you, we spend our time doing that, trying to fill that with, with all the other things. And I know we've talked about this before, but just remember that all that does is leave you the emptiness and the door open yeah. where if you come yeah. back to who you're rooted in, who you, you know, and saying it out loud, you, there's no space for the rest. So that's, that's our answer. I feel like Are there, yeah. there's not space for these other things. Cause you've given Christ his due space in your thoughts and in your words. Yes. Crowd out those lies of the enemy and fill them with the truth yes. of what the Lord says over you. Yes. For sure. Well, Brittany, would you like to pray us out? No, I want you to pray us out. <laughs> okay. I'm happy to pray us out. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's true. You prayed us up the last time and we kind of rotate, don't we? I know. I just um, like to put you on the spot and make it really uncomfortable for you in just a moment. But prayer is not uncomfortable. I know. I tried really hard, though. <laughs> Lord, I just come before you right now and praise you for who you are and who you say we are. I just pray for every single person, including myself and Brittany, mm-hmm. um, but every person who is listening, Lord, that when those creepy thoughts and lies come up of from the enemy um putting us down making us faint focus on failures and shame and guilt and lies lord i pray that we will fight those off with the truth because your truth will set us free it does set us free and we praise you and thank you for who you are and what you've done in our life i just pray that any listener who has been listening to this lord i pray that they will put down their guilt and their shame and lay it at your feet nail it to the cross and pick up your your truth put it on their hearts and carry that um put on the garments of praise mm-hmm. and and cut co- i just pray that you will cover them all with your beautiful white clean robe and crown them all because you lord have chosen them and you call them your child and your beloved and i pray that they will see that and know that truth without guilt without shame and fight off the enemy he has no place at all in any of our minds or thoughts lord and i pray that we will speak truth out loud and fight it each day fight the enemy each day in jesus name i pray amen amen
bear over you God's word. Ephesians 1.17 I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. Thank you.